Father, we thank you, 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 we thank you so much. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you so much. Thank you for everything. Even the things we're not even aware of. We are full of thanksgiving. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you so much. Hallelujah. Thanking God so much. And when it comes to our walk with God, we always going to keep it 100 regarding everything. Regarding how we feel, how we're thinking, what we're encountering, what we're grasping, keeping it 100. There's no way we could talk to anybody else and confide in anybody else. Tell anybody else what's going on and not go to the one who already know. He know that we know. When we know that we know. And he knew before. So Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for opportunity to have a new way of thinking. Even when we suddenly make mistakes, even regarding our thinking and our minds be clear and our minds and our thoughts be renewed and we have the ability to renew it as much as we breathe. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Even regarding how we see, we can tap into another world and dwell in that place even though we in this middle realm. We see what's happening around us earthly. And we have five physical senses that adapt to the earth way of doing things. And then we tap into heaven's reality. And we have five physical spiritual senses. And physically we encounter them spiritually. It's just that sharp, supernaturally. How we see, how we feel, how we taste, how we touch, how we know supernaturally. It's the super on the natural. We thank you. 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 And when it comes to having to change your heart, pushing things behind and letting things go and embracing everything that you set before us, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Having an opportunity to repent or say, excuse me, and make a better decision every time. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. I know we're not where we used to be. And we thank you that you brought us far as to where we are now. And we thank you for where we are going. God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Even in the midst of us encounter a difficulty regarding someone else's negativity, someone else's sudden impatience Someone, you know, suddenly not rolling in or not operating in self-control. And we have an opportunity 
to check ourselves quick. No, 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 no. That's not how we react. We react in a different way, even with our thoughts, even with how we see things, how we say things. Oh, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Restoration is not just what we pass up and be presented back. It has everything to do with us being bought back so we can take back. Sometimes we pass up opportunities that we wasn't even aware, even just by a thought, by going to a different location and our blessing was around the corner. Just by not tapping into Holy Spirit, we could have missed an encounter. But I thank God for restoring it back because now our minds are renewed to keep it on him so that everything be unto the glory of him all the day long. We used to think this way, now we think this way. We used to act this way, now we act this way. And because we act this way, now we have an opening that we can receive. The downloads, the rewards, the deposits, the blessings, the miracles, the signs, and the wonders. Hallelujah. And when it comes to thinking that we're making a great decision and didn't even consult with God regarding the decision that we made. And here comes God having us to renew our mind when it comes to making any decision again. Everything becomes new. Everything becomes better all the day long with God. As much as we take our walk seriously, people are going to take our walk with God seriously. So let's take our walk with God seriously. Let's be serious when it comes to our journey spent with him. Let's be serious when it comes to us renewing our mind and what's the benefit of what happens when we do. Let's be serious about how we continue to keep our hearts guarded, keep our hearts fixed. We are not scarred. We already have the victory. We are not depressed. We have the mind of Christ. We got to tell ourselves and teach our flesh how to be under total submission. Because the flesh keep trying to talk back. But the flesh don't know words of wisdom and knowledge. So we got to keep ministering to ourselves and stirring ourselves up and evaluating ourselves daily as much as we breathe. Even the thoughts that we had are being restored. Even the words that we heard that didn't come to pass regarding what God had before us is being restored. Every opportunity that you and I have ever missed, aware or unaware, is presented back again. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you. 
We got to respond differently to the ways of the world and how things are presented before us. I had something to do for four hours and it got narrowed down to two and a half. Let me testify why. Because I wasn't playing around. I came to do what I came to do. And I do everything as you do unto the Lord. And when we serve, anything that God called us to do as we serving him and see him as we are serving, it be done so well because we give it all we got. Thank God for everything. There are different areas in our lives that we can use so much more of God's glory in. And guess what? It's already been positioned in front of you and I. Let's just continue to give thanks. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Sometimes our hearts are so filled with gratitude. Our stomachs are so full of God's wisdom and knowledge that we kind of push away any earthly food because we're just so hungry elsewhere. We're just so hungry to accomplish. We're just so hungry to fulfill. We're just so hungry to push past. We're just so hungry to see it through. We're just so hungry for the things of God. And we're thirsty as well. We got to continue to keep our focus on God, our minds on God daily. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for everything. Every time we mishandle anything, we thank you that you are in control. And you take control over our lives once and for all. You have our complete yes. And we stand in victory. We know that the enemy has been defeated regarding every area of our lives and those who we accompany every day. We thank you for bringing to pass every good work in every area. We thank you for the improvements in our home on our jobs, regarding our health, regarding our finances, regarding us in ministry. Fathers, we want to receive a fresh revelation regarding ministry. Whatever you have us to do, be it unto us according to thy word. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Because we could be doing anything else. We could be going anywhere else. We've been given the ability to make a decision. Everything about you, everything about a way of living is based upon a decision you have granted us to make. A free will. 
It's not forced to serve you. It's not forced to walk in your way. It's not forced to walk in your truth. It's not forced to wait for you. It's not forced to persevere. It's not forced to advance. It's not forced to evaluate. We can actually walk away and try to make matters work in our own way. We can make it happen. We can make a decision to make it happen. We can make decisions without you. We can go places without you. We can take on deals and make investments without you. We can go to the left without you. We can go to the right without you. We can go to the end of the world and back without you. No matter who's still with us, you would never leave or not. We have a decision to make. We can live in our way. We can think our own way. Come up with our own results. But we said we want it your way. That's a powerful, powerful transition. To go from being selfish to not being selfish. To go from being prideful to being humble. From being not ready, not willing to accept it. To not carry, to carry. To not being spiritually hungry and spiritually hungry. To walking in unforgiveness to forgiving. Go from holding grudges to letting it go. To holding up our life to laying it down. And you see our decision making. We made a decision to choose your way, your will, God. We can go and do something right now that we will want to do on our own without even consulting with you. But we have an encounter with you daily. And each encounter gets greater. And it keeps us where we need to be. Where we belong with you. It wouldn't even be pleasing to go elsewhere because we know what it's like to be with you. It's not even pleasing to operate outside of fruit because we've connected to the vine and we bear much more. It's not even pleasing to do things of the world and know that what it's like to live a life of freedom from the cares and the doings of the world way of doing things. And we just want to say thank you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Many people say all the time, You can't fit the shoes that I wear. You don't know what I've been through. And we may not even know to the full extent, but we know what it's like to procrastinate. We know what it's like to hesitate. We know what it's like to go back and forth with God's yes and amen. I don't know how many times I went back and forth. 
And I thank you that I'm here now. I'm not at the locations that I used to be. I'm not even socializing with the things that can rob me of my peace and sanity walking in my victory. Doing things of you instead and not doing the things of the world. Thank you so much for never giving up on us. It's not even about how long we be in church and how much we do be or we do not be. Because many of us at home right now and have a powerful relationship with you. It's not even about no smoking, no drinking, no earthly of anything, no lusting, and not about no drugs, no anything. When we call on your name, <laughs> When we call on your name, when we call on your name, when we call on your name, whether we high or drunk or not, whether we're fornicating or not, whether we're lying or walking in hatred or hurt or backbiting, backstabbing or not, when we call on your name, no matter how long we've been walking with you, no matter how long we've been talking like you, when we call on your name, You hear me, and you hear me very well. Thank you. When we call on your name, before we even call, you have already answered. So I lift up every neighbor. that they remember the encounters with you. That they don't pity themselves or they don't condemn themselves for decisions that they're currently choosing to make. That they know they have an opportunity to get up from out of that place. Hallelujah. It don't matter about putting a needle in your arm. Don't matter about you prostituting. You're still a child of God. So many people do earthly things and still have a heart to say God is good. There are some who whole family went up to be with you. Due to whatever tragedy. And some have given up. Some have been evicted, foreclosed, and they have given up and they living out on the street. Some have been fired from a job and some been hurt and don't know how to take hurt and rejection. And they said, forget it with society. I don't want to be bothered. Some became scared to pay mortgage and pay rent and pay expenses. They don't even want to have anything to even have to pay. So I'm just going to live outside where it's free to just breathe. And I thank you for sending me and so many others to encounter them. 
to let them know you got to get up from this place. I know you're hurting. I know you're angry, but you got to get up from this place. You got to get up from this place. I lift up everybody who's on a job. And the job is not what they really want to do, God. But you have them there to serve you, to bless the environment that they are encountering, God. May they see it through so they can be called out if you call them out, God. It's not always the case. And when you do call us off of anything, may we look at to you, look unto you, look right at you. And follow your way of doing things. And not thinking it's troublesome. Not thinking it's the enemy. Not thinking that something bad is happening. But no, it's something good. Ah, something good is happening to you. Ah, something good is happening to you. Oh, God. Something good is happening to you. Something good is happening to you. Listen to Holy Spirit tell you when to do, what to do, and how to do. Because if it's not Holy Spirit, don't follow the other instruction. Because it may seem good to do, but if it's not God's instruction, don't do it. Just because it's money being presented don't mean that it's from God all the time. So listen to Holy Spirit. We're going to receive it anything. Holy Spirit would not stir you wrong because you're open now to receive and you're opening now to believe to receive beyond measure. Know that all things are possible. Go beyond your ability of thinking about possibilities. Thinking about holy, holy, holy regarding your lifestyle. Because every second he's doing a new thing. Let God make an example out of your lifestyle. Let God make an example out of your children. Let God make an example out of your marriage. Let God make an example out of your family, out of the way you think, the way you live, the way you teach, the way you know, the way you speak, the way you shine. There's always an opportunity available to receive. You don't have to wait to be blessed. You are born blessed to be a blessing. So you're going to know what to take and what not to take, but still be grateful in the mess. So shall your seed be blessed. Don't matter what it look like. Doesn't matter what it sounds like. You have a different sound. You have a different atmosphere. You have a different encounter. You are called to lead. Now you lead and you lead well. 
Now people are watching you and people are following to God in you. So don't stir them wrong. Respect them enough, honor them enough that you continue to be persistent in your way of doing godly things. The way how you speak, the way how you walk, the way how you talk, your entire demeanor is being followed. People are mimicking the God in you. It doesn't matter about strongholds. The purpose is they came down. It doesn't matter about any chains. The matter is they've been broken. It doesn't matter about any soul ties. The fact is they've been disconnected. It doesn't matter about the wrongdoings. You already been defended. You already been justified. You are the righteousness of God. You don't have to become who you already are. You don't have to keep apologizing for prophesying, warnings, things to come, things to stop doing, things you know better not to do in the first place. I know your heart. I see you. I see you, Sam. You love people so much that you're willing to make sure you're doing the right thing. But you cannot have people to have you identify who you are by name. You have to allow them to know who you are. Because you know your name. You're not doing anything wrong. You're just not taking foolishness. You're not saying anything wrong. You're just speaking facts. You're not doing anything. You're not being on, you know. You're not interrupting, misunderstanding. And I know, Father, I get it. Thank you. We get it. We got it. We got it. I'm not done yet. You continue to walk your walk. And I want you to go all the way this time. Go all the way. Because you encounter people, so many people every day. And you have a great name. You got to keep the name being great. It's not based upon what others call you. It's by you answering the call I have called you. And releasing that in the atmosphere. I need you to sit in some important meetings. I need you to walk through some important doors. I need you to travel to different nations. I need you to even go next door in your community. Your walk does not consist to be filled with wine. 
going to take your attention off of being alert because I'm moving at any time. I need your full focus. I need your full attention. I need your appetite. I need your desperation. Your life has already been turned around for the better. It already has worked itself for your good. It already worked itself out. The people that don't take you seriously, I'm not going to have them around to take your walk for granted. But I will keep them near that you bring them back to me. But I'm not going to have them up close and personal where you walk backwards. I need them to walk forward with you and not you to walk backwards with them. So you watch where you go. You watch what you do. I may have you to go to a party just to sit in the atmosphere and release my love no matter what's going on in the celebration or the atmosphere. I may have you go to the liquor store and just lift up people who buy because I am also with them. Don't connect to religious people. Because they soon to forget, I also deliver them daily. But I do have you connect with all people because you are the righteousness of me. I may have you go to a place where they're doing nothing but smoking. You're strong enough and you're wise enough to shift the atmosphere, not to tell them what not to do, but they're going to begin to feel my presence there. And no one will ever forget an encounter with me, no matter what earthly thing they come alongside with. So don't ever say what you're not going to do anymore. Just say, be it unto me instead. Murray could have said, I'm not going to get pregnant without even having a man. And yet I have her to carry Messiah around. So don't ever say what you're not going to do. Even Sarah laugh. Have a child at this age. Ha! Don't ever say what I'm not going to do. Joseph brothers never thought that he would come back again. Especially had no idea they would encounter him in that way. Never say what you're not going to do. Just be open to do whatever, however, like you normally do. What you've done today will never be forgotten. I've written it down in everybody's book. Because that's what serving is. And all of you serving so well. But the reason why I really honor what you have done today 
because you are the only one and you are the only one who have came forth to ask to do something like that. To stoop so low to do something beneath you without even adding on a price. You could have charged. And that's what set others free in the atmosphere because you did. Keep doing what you do. And I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. You don't have to try to figure me out. Just know that I am for you. I'm for every single one of you. Therefore, who could be against you? I'm very proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Stay humble. Stay ready. Stay alert. I may have you to take someone out in the midst of them doing drugs and treat them to lunch. Because they haven't eaten in a while. You have to follow me, not have me to follow you. Because random acts of kindness, it brings about great change in people's lives. Because many people don't think that there are good people out here anymore that care. And they're encountering people who care every day. And I'm about to show them who they are. And if you're listening, you are one of them. Just continue to follow me. Continue to think me. I'm just going to reveal what he showed me in a vision. It started out as a seed, as a little small embryo from the entire trimester upon trimester. Weeks to months, all the way up to the final stage of delivery. And there is a full-grown baby that has just flipped upside down. Head is downward. Legs are upward. Meaning that it's time for this child to be delivered. God show us things supernaturally show us things that's naturally to come and I think Holy Spirit for giving us revelation as to what God is meaning on what he's saying I just see a whole conception stage just going around how it begins 
to how it comes to final delivery to be pushed out. My God. My God. And so many things are being birthed out. It's just like he showed me in the form of babies. It's just like pop one, pop another one, pop another one, pop. There's a cycle of just babies. Pop another one, pop another one. My God. My God. My God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I never took birth control before, but I know what it looks like because they always talk to us ladies. You better be on birth control <laughs> if you're out there having, you know, sexual intercourse. But, you know, even married folks, you know, take birth control. And if that's what you do, it's okay. But it's what God is showing me. It's a case of birth control pills. And it looks like it got the stages of the dates and months of when you're supposed to take them by color. But each socket has a baby in it and not a birth control pill. <laughs> That's looked like the cycle, a circle. And it's all those, you know, sockets of pills. And he took the pills out and put babies there. Yeah. That's what he's showing. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, he's showing me that. He's showing me that. I know a lot of us, when we get up there in age and our children are older, we like, you know, we don't want no more kids. <laughs> We're done. And God understand that. When we think about, we read about Hannah, Sarah, you understand, Rachel, and all these beautiful women that I did not even mention even, who was begging God to conceive, fasting to conceive. Hannah went beside Eli. She was crying so much, praising so much. She thought she was drunk. She had to say, no, I'm not filled with wine. I'm just so hungry for a child. And their husbands had other kids with other handmaids and concubines. But no, I want a child of my own. And every single one of them giving birth to prophets. Great leaders. Sometimes we got to say, God, be it unto me. Because back then, that was the thought of a legacy. That was the heart and the passion of a legacy. Is having children and raising them in the way they should go. Creating an army for the Lord. Not creating a bank account. And that's still good. That's great. But the child, what they're doing here is worth far more than that one account because that one account that we accumulating things in no matter we got CDs, discs, or whatever is stocks, bonds, it doesn't matter it still can be more added with that seed 
Because that seed going to be here to produce more seed. Mm, you understand. Even when it comes to that, we got to give it over to God. We don't know if God wants us to have more children or not. And I know some of us probably saying, well, you know what? He ain't saying nothing to me. Sometimes we wait for God to literally speak in our ear. Just let him speak to our hearts. If it applies to us, trust me. He'll speak loud and clear. Because if he wanted to come forth, oh, he would do it no matter we on pills or not. There are many birth control pill babies out here. Meaning protection pill babies out here. You understand? All it takes is that one time. And many say, well, it only been one time. That's all it takes. You understand. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit know how to speak. Holy Spirit know how to pray with us. Regarding our heavenly language and intercede on our behalf what we ought to say. We have to live, Father, be it unto me. Because I had no idea my life would be this way. God called me to come from St. Mary's County. Brought me all the way back home. Was already living in a home. Vehicles and everything. Living pretty good with two, you know, two incomes. And living the wrong way the whole time. And felt something just wasn't right. And we can't ignore that feeling. That's God trying to say something to us. And we're not allowing him to say anything. Because we're not letting him in. We're not open. Because we still want to do it our own way. And that keeps us closed. But I thank God that being connected to you all and how you're connected to me, he heard your prayers. This her season in time. Let me get her out of St. Mary's County. No matter how much the mortgage was, the car payments was, you going back home. Because I never even told you to leave home. You understand. It seems so easy to come off a job when you still got money coming in. Still got benefits from the job coming in. Because it was doing a shutdown. So I was already at home getting paid, doing a work at home virtually. But when it came to me not being able to go back. So now I'm no longer on the clock. You understand? And that's when it really started hitting the fan. When that earthly income stopped. And I'm not going to lie. I don't mind testifying. That's what you have me to do on here. This more laid back than you see me on live. You understand? It really got real. Wait a second. Okay, God. You know, my laughing and my cheering, it got a little, you know, okay. What are you doing? Because during the time I was working and still working virtually, you understand, on the clock, still getting paid. 
And they still have invitations to go travel. And you understand? Going to Chicago, going to Minnesota, going to Missouri, going to these places. Last year. And people were sewn into my life to go speak and everything. Do the Zoom live with us. Can you do this broadcast? You're going to sew into your life. Okay, that's fine. Can you speak at this church? That's fine. And it seemed like when I got off the job and God called me off the job, when, you know, my leaves start running out when I'm not there because I'm no longer on the clock. So when the leaves run out, there's no more for that location. Then all of a sudden, the invitation stopped. Now I'm still out here doing ministry, but people just stop sowing. And I'm not in it to, you know, receive the sowing. But I'm just telling you the truth. They just stopped. So now I'm in here like really waiting on God. And a lot of times we don't go to people and just ask for things. We just believe God to release things unto us. But if somebody asks us for something. It ain't, oh, you know, as do we want something, you understand? And I thank God that, you know, I don't turn a blessing anymore. But I thank God for putting things in my hand and allow me to bless myself <laughs> as I bless the Lord on my soul. And I know you're doing the same, but it really got that real. I was like, uh-oh, wait a second. At one point, I'm about to say, you know what? Forget it, God. <laughs> I'm about to go and get a part-time job. I don't even care. You want to hear me say this. I don't care. I'm used to having money. The way how I'm used to having it. I'm not used to waiting for you give it to me. Checking the mailbox, seeing if it's a supernatural check. You understand? Checking the account, seeing if it's a supernatural increase. And sometimes it'd be an increase, but it'd be like, Father, stop lying. <laughs> but I thank you, though. See? Don't forget the soap. Don't forget the tithe. Of course. I'll triple that. Because it was like, I don't have nothing to lose anyway. Huh? You can have all this. You know, put all this in the contract. You understand? For real, though. Even when, we, even when I made the money, I still was like the same thing. That's why I love listening to my spiritual dad speak because a lot of things that he went through, God had me to go through in my generation. And when God taught me how to be a cheerful giver, I was just giving. See, we grew up with collection plates and it was a collection plate for everything. We got the shoes ministry. Go ahead and put something for the shoes. Like shoes ministry. We got the peppermint ministry. You know, put something for the peppermint ministry. You know, for the breath. The breath in the church. You know, stuff like that. No, I'm playing. But you know, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Come on, fine. I'm playing. Oh, <laughs> too far. But seriously. Father. Okay. You understand. And it's how God did the same thing to me that he did to him. He has got to be a cheerful giver. And God said to me, just like that, there are three different types of givers. Those who want to cheerfully give, those who want to give a little bit more, but they got their butt in the way, but I got these bills, but I got these expenses, but I want to get this, you know, this or that. Then we got those who just give what they want to give. 
Quenisha, which one are you? I said, I'm the one in the middle. I'm the one who want to give much more butt. Okay, we're going to get that butt out the way. Give me all you got. Okay, God. All of it? Give me all of it. Every time you get paid, sow it in, the, sow it in church. And guess what? That's when we just had the envelopes. Don't put your name on it. Don't put how much in it. Just put it in the church. And I guess whoever worked in the finance department kept noticing somebody sowing a great seed. They not put their name on it. And they kept making announcements. Don't forget to put your names on the envelopes. And somebody sat beside me one day and I tried to hide how much I was putting it, but it, it wouldn't fold over because it was it was too fat. It was my whole check. Don't worry about the bills, don't worry about the rent. Nope. Put all the money in the church. Okay. Go in the house and look for, check your purses, your pockets, you understand, in the couch. I start finding all kinds of money and change. Now put it in the church. He had me to start finding money on the ground like that. Now put it in church. I'm like, okay. So when, to, then I start just doing it because like, I wanted to. Here, all my money. Here, here, here. Here in the couch. I'm looking in the couch. When I hear me. See, when God stopped having to tell me to, then I realized it became firsthand to me. And then I, w- I went out one day after I finished ministering on my way to work. I was like, hey, I got money. You want some money? I don't know what, I don't know what made me say all that. I was like, you want some money? I got some money. Want me to buy you anything? I don't care what it is. Want me, buy, want me to go to the store and treat you? They was like, no, we okay. I went to somebody else. Hey, you, I know you didn't ask, but would you like some money or anything? I can buy you anything. I don't matter what it is. <laughs> they was like, no, I'm okay. I heard this little boy ask his mother at the hot dog stand, Mommy, can I have some chips and a hot dog? She said, no, boy, we're going to eat when we get home. I heard it way across the street. And I said, hey, I know you didn't ask. You know, I understand. You know, can I buy him the hot dog and the chips? No, we're fine. We're okay. Thank you, though. I was like, God, nobody want to take my money. God said, no, I just didn't put in their heart to receive it. Now you are a cheerful giver. Now you can keep it. I said, I don't want it. Now you can keep it. I don't want it. <laughs> Yeah, you can't I said, okay, God. You understand? So serious. And I thank God for that. It really hits the fan when we believe in God for the things that we used to God having already in our accounts. You understand? I had to cancel one account because I have people that from another city or country kept going into my account and I was calling them. How are they having access? So we're going to have to block your account, report your card stolen, send you a new card again so they cannot have it this time. That happened like three times. And these people went in my account like 15 times a day. And it kept getting more and more. But the thing is, I will call them and say, I did not ask for this. Oh, you didn't want this? No, I did not. I never asked for this membership. And they were counseling. Well, you got to wait seven to 10 business days. That's like seven to 10 business days for 13 transactions. What do you mean? And I thank God that stopped when I started to be patient with the people on the phone. I was more patient with the people on the bank. I was more patient. Especially when they say, hold please. I didn't even say hello yet. Then you hold on for 30 minutes. Click. Yes, and he hung up. God, come on. Now I got to hold on for another 25 minutes. Patience, please. God is saying. Hallelujah. 
I started to do a telemarketing march and have a speech for everybody who worked with the phones and tell them off. All you guys out here, start answering the phones. <laughs> and God said, patience, Quidisha. We got to be patient with God. Because I was like, Father, I'm going to need my money back. Quidisha, you in ministry. Yeah, okay. So he's taking my faith and my trust up higher. See, everything starts supernaturally and it manifests naturally. Now look how much I have learned by coming alongside. It wasn't easy to used to going places you want to go and doing what you normally do. So now you got a budget. And when I mean budget, meaning you can't touch anything that God say don't touch. And a lot of times he say don't touch. And it's not even about just no shoes or clothes. He done supplied my whole entire wardrobe. There are still things in my closet I haven't even worn yet. And this was two years ago. I'm trying to. <laughs> because I let the car go with all the old clothes. He took my son on a shopping spree too. But the difference is he's still growing. I stopped. So his clothes, he going to go through his clothes. He's still growing. Still a kid. Teenager. I'm a full adult. You understand? Not getting no taller. <laughs> you understand? Hallelujah. Just little things I want to do with my kid. I normally do with my kid. And what made it a little frustrating when I see others doing with their kids. I'm like, oh God. Oh no, 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 no. And we can't say we don't have because we have God. So what do we say? I got to wait on God. I'm not going to keep going places and waiting on God to tell me what I can touch. And I'm not going to have people to, to keep having a treat. No, I want a treat too. You understand. So I had to wait on God. God was showing me how, you know, to trust in him regarding it. And I thank God that I came alongside regarding it. That's why he said we don't know what he's going to do. Because I sure didn't. Because for real, for real, the way how God called me off that job in the earth way, that was unprofessional. Because it was time for me to go back. I didn't give them no notice that I wasn't coming back. But because they were a man, woman of God, and they know how God moves, that's why God had me under them. So he knew that what he was going to do, which I didn't know, because it's going to take a man and woman of faith to understand what God called you into ministry because they've been called. We just got to hold on. Because everyone who's called into ministry to go around the world and do things globally, trust me, we all have to start somewhere. And we're starting in a great place. And that place is in him. Not turning down no more blessings. Not getting in my own way. He showed me a soccer ball. Okay, God. I don't even think I ever played soccer. In high school. Oh, junior high school? Okay. Playing soccer? He showed me I'm at the beach playing soccer. Well, take me there. God. Jesus. 
I'm at the beach playing soccer in the vision. My God, while I'm sitting here talking to you, my God. So that's a promise that shall to come to pass. And I don't know how to play soccer. I just know you got to keep the ball away with your legs. Oh, God. And I'm good with that. <laughs> just keep the ball away. They probably say, damn, your legs are strong. She done kicked the ball all the way up. She done bust the ball. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My God. But seriously, just being used by God to bless people. One time God me to go to Red Lobster. So to see this man's life. Okay. So this $100 seed. Okay, God. He didn't yell like that, but so this $100 seed. Okay. And guess what? That's exactly how much he needed he was talking about at the time for whatever he was believing and praying for. Sometimes jobs can take us for granted and, and overwork us because we're the ones, even when we come to people who work so hard, those are the ones who they know that they can call on and rely on. Those who are hard workers, those who always come, those who never take off. But to every person who's over them, you got to be fair with them too. Can't call them on their day off. Can't underpay them. Can't overwork them. And the ones who always calling out and they, you know, people don't want to hear their mouth, so they let them have their way. But the ones who being quiet and humble are the ones who being overworked. And that was the guy's situation. He was overworked. He was doing everything in Red Lobster. Cooking, serving, doing the bar. Doing dry, the drive-in. All of these things. I'm like, oh my God. Hallelujah. So lift all these things up. Hallelujah. I just thank God how he's taking us places. I love you. I thank God for you. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there I go. <laughs> On the flower. <laughs> One smile. It's like, oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh God, God, thou art my God. <laughs> I live with someone, you know. You get married and you just you gotta keep it there. You don't want to, you know, frighten no one. They sleep, you know. You wake up, God is my God. Wait, everything all right? Everything go, y'all? Okay? God, Jesus. Early do I see thee, God, my God. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You have kids just sleeping through it because they're used to the noise. But it's not noisy. They're just used to the worship that way. Some kids, when you just say, thank you, Jesus, they, ah, they start crying. But the kids who used to you, thank you, Jesus. They just looking. They around doing things normally because they understand they used to it. <laughs> that's how I've been in my home. <laughs> and that's how I was going to stay. <laughs> Hallelujah. As for me and my house, we're going to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Greater seed that's in us. The heat that's in the world. I love you.